For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Receive these words of life today, which have the capacity to change your life forever through the ministry of Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi. Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi is the lead pastor of Central Fellowship Ministries, a ministry headquartered in Ghana that is focused on the expansion of the Kingdom of Christ through the preaching of the Gospel. He also oversees and coordinates the Central Fellowship Theological College, a theological college that is focused on perfecting the saints through the accurate knowledge of Christ. Now, stay connected to this life-giving message from Pastor Prosper Etonam Lucy. Let's take our seats, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. I want to conclude uh, our teaching on intimacy, then we move on to parenting. And I trust that... Uh, are you with me? Oh, I need some silence in the room. It's like it's a lot of noise around here. We will round up our teaching on intimacy. Very important in, in, in marriage. It's part of the privileges we have in marriage. And uh, we have to exercise it to the full. Hallelujah. We said that sexual intimacy is uh, for our pleasure. But the essence of procreation is not for pleasure. If it is for procreation, it's serious business. Because it is to be God's uh, agent in the earth. It is about his new creation plan, how he's able to populate the earth. And so within the confines of marriage is a responsibility to raise godly children. So anytime it's for the purpose of procreation, we should be very sure that we are going to raise a generation for the Lord. We are going to raise godly seeds, godly children for the Lord. So when the couple choose to have children, then they should know that there is responsibility attached to that. It's not only for pleasure anymore because when children are involved, then it means that you have a bigger responsibility to make sure they are raised to become agents for Jesus. They are raised to become children of God. And it's very, very important. And so we'll be coming to parenting very shortly and peruse that very carefully. So we receive the wisdom of God to do what we are supposed to do. I mean, we are not just here for the fun of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then we've seen that, you know, that as much as we are dealing with the intimate part of it, we've seen scriptures where the marriage is not fulfilled because you have children. We've established that very clearly. When we look at Math, uh, Genesis 2.24 where it says that, and for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and the twin shall become one. They are no longer twin, but one. And for what God had put together, let no man put asunder. There are no children there. When Jesus was answering the question of divorce and marriage in Matthew 19, there were no children there. When he quoted um, Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 and Genesis chapter 2 verse 24, there were no children there. And so, don't let anybody abuse your marriage to say that uh, um, don't let a mobian fan call him fan 
would be the most, that would be the height of ignorance to allow people to use children to try you employ. Do you understand the Greek? Try you means that they are, they're using children to, <laughs> either to, to, to speak ill about your marriage or to, to, to reduce your marriage to nothingness. And, and we pick those, some of those things from our traditional backgrounds and stuff. It is not true. The couple can choose not to have children. It's their choice. And they can choose to have children like a football field. It's their choice. Their choice is entirely theirs. Praise God. And so as believers, we must understand that fully. So that we don't go contribute to discussions that we should not be contributing to. And if there is any need to contribute to that, we bring the wisdom of God into that. Praise God. Marriages should not separate because they don't have children or they have children. Praise God. Hallelujah. Marriage is complete with husband and wife. Children become an addition. Marriage is complete with husband and wife. Praise God. It's very important to establish all these things. because It's not true. First Corinthians chapter 7, 1 to 5. There's nothing like that when Paul was admonishing the church at Corinth. Nothing like that. No children mentioned. Let me read that for you. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 to 5. Now concerning the things whereof he wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. No children there. And let every woman have her own husband. For fornication, for fearing, fearing, anyway, they call it fearing, fearing. So you don't go, you know, sniffing around people. How are you doing? No, 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 no. Go find your own husband. Go find your own wife. Uh, yeah. Just, just for that. So if you can choose, in fact, you can even choose not to marry. You can choose to be single. Don't let anybody pressure you. According to the way, I'm preaching Bible. Hey, and why are you not marry? And why are you wasting time? If the if if the person doesn't want to marry, don't force the person to marry. But if the person wants to marry and the person is not making the right choices, then that one you can you can influence the decision process. Are, are we following here? But if I choose not to get married, please leave me alone. <laughs> I, I hear this morning. Except to say that the person wants to marry, but the person is making wrong choices. Then you can come in and help the person, you know, through that process. Hey, if I want to be a celibate, let me be a celibate. I am complete in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ma- Please, don't ever go into marriage thinking that marriage is what's going to complete you. Mm-mm. It has never happened. It will never happen. Marriage is going to bring the... <laughs> My goodness. Marriage is never a completer. Uh-uh. The author and finish of our faith is a person. It's not marriage. Don't go into marriage and think you've graduated. Graduated, graduated into problem. His master degree in problematics. You are not here. Praise God. <laughs> For the carpenter who has been who is being punched every day, you can see master's degree in in, <laughs> in body massage. <laughs> He's being tormented every day because of his marriage. Not true. It's not true. So whether you are married or not married, you do the will of God. You serve God. That's why you cannot allow marriage to, to reduce you from serving God. That would be, that would be something. It means you don't know God. Hey, Pastor, now I'm married. And hey, now we have responsibilities. Serve God. I'll show you. I'll prove to you in scripture what the, what the mind of God is concerning even marriage and couples in marriage. What they should be doing. What they should be focusing their minds on. What they should be push, pulling their resources to. No, is it? Is now I'm married. Now I'm married, so my responsibility are plenty. I'll take off part of church and, 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 and you don't know what you're saying. And, and, and compliment what is happening. You'll be sorry. 
You better know God. Praise God. Look at the no children here. Let me come back to that part and move on quickly. Let the husband render unto the wife and unto the wife due benevolence. And likewise, also the wife unto the husband. You see see that partnership? Render benevolence. Wife, render render benevolence. Husband, render. So, it's about the two of you. You are complimenting one another. You got in. Once you get into marriage, you you you, you are not complete. In the institution, you are not complete. This is also not complete. You are also not complete. This is also not complete. Hallelujah. To the extent that even if you're a man and you get to do marriage and you know how to do all the cooking, you still compliment your wife. It is not because you know how to cook. That's like, what are you adding to me? I I knew how to do my own cooking. No, 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 no. You are silly. It's not because. So the woman also comes in. She knows how to get her money. I was was complete. Me, I knew how to make money before you came into my life. No, no, that's not the point. Once you enter marriage, by default, you are weak. It's by default. Then the other part is also weak. So it's not about what you had before you entered or what you knew before you entered. No, 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 no. Marriage will weak you. It will weaken you. So both parties will complement one another. Are you here this morning? Yeah. Yeah. You know, those men who know how to do all the things, know how to do their own soup and stuff, sometimes they don't recognize what the women are doing. Because after all, me, myself, I can do the combination. And and glory to God, maybe sometimes it's, it's nicer than what my wife would do. That becomes a challenge. But you are still weak. So some of those things should not worry us at all. You are weak. <laughs> the wife has no power of her own body, but the husband's. So you don't have power. That's, that's the weakness. So once you get into marriage, you don't have power over your, over your body. Your body is no longer yours. Your husband's body is no longer his. <laughs> you are the owner of this body. She's the owner of this body. Are you following? That's the weakness. When you were single, you had full control. So if your hair is bushy and your wife says, go and baba, to please her, you have to go and baba. You are not here this morning. It's my head. It's no longer your head. What head? Your head is my head now. I- am I preaching this? Let me come here. Maybe these people will get it. Yeah, I'll do everything to please her. I said, ah. I said, oh, can you go and take a good bath? I said, ah, but why? A man must be smelly and, oh, come on. If you want to be smelly, go out and stay outside. Then you can be smelly. The, your body is no longer yours. And once you understand this, there will be peace. <laughs> so what do I do? I do to please. Wife, your body is no longer yours. You present it as I want it. You are not here. <laughs> then we are going to hit all the men alone. Your body is no longer yours. It has to be presented the way I want to see it. It should be nice to me. No other person. Me. Oh, you are not here this morning. Are you going to heaven? So, you don't choose it. I'm I'm on my own. You are not on your own. Then you are not in marriage. That's a weakness. You are not on your own. Hello, sister. You are not on your own. Hello, brother. You are not on your own. Once you are in marriage, you are not on your own. I think I've pushed that enough. (laughs) Are you catching it this morning? So he says the wife has no power. 
have no authority. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You choose to do when you should be pleased. Mm -mm. You don't choose to do when you please. Bible says you don't have power. You don't. Likewise, the husband has no power of his own, but the wife. Defraud ye not one another. I'll be coming to that part very shortly. Defraud ye. Defraud ye. Are you ready with me? Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time. So anytime I want to separate, I'll come to it. Let, let me know. Let, let me come to that shortly. Hmm. That ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. So the only time it will be consensual to separate, the Bible has specified fasting, prayer. My addition will be medical reasons. I don't know if I catch it. That will be the only time by consensus, we will agree, not you choosing to, we will agree to be apart. <laughs> the Bible is clear, except you don't want to do it. And come together again. Wow. That Satan, you think you are doing, you are not doing, no. The one behind it is Satan. So that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. Hmm. So, look at verse 5 again. Can you read it together with me? English service. Let's go. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time. So there's a time for that. There's a time for that. For medical reasons, medical reasons. For example, if your wife is having her menstrual, I mean, her period, it's it's not healthy. There are some beasts who want to do that. You're a beast. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it because it comes with a lot of health re health complications. And what what is it about this? Your edge. <laughs> Those who can do that, they can't wait for fasting and prayer. So, you take your time. It's a period, it's, it's like a follow period. They have be refreshed and then you can go back to activity. Very, very important. What kind of, except you've been watching all those nasty stuff. Because I know people who have some dangerous edge. Edge, oh. Edge. If you're not too careful, goats and sheep in the, in the community as will suffer. You are not of God. It's a dangerous age. Dangerous age. It means you don't even have time to pray. Dangerous age. So it's been told us. So it ensures that they defraud not. So it, it's an instruction to say that be careful not to defraud. The word defraud originally implies to cheat. So defraud not, it means don't cheat. That's how strong the Bible puts it. Don't cheat each, each other. So if it's a man who is defrauding, you are cheating on your wife. If it's a woman who is defrauding, she's cheating on the husband. Some people want to use sex to punish on both sides. It's evil. 
is, is not right. The Bible calls you a cheat. So in the instance the husband or wife does not render sexual experience to his or her partner in marriage, the scripture refers to that action as cheating. Hmm. The instructions to not defraud or to defraud not. Look at Mark 10, 19. Mark 10, 19. It's to be enjoyed. Though. Don't defraud. Mark 10, 19. Are you there? No, thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Do you see the word there? What word is that? Defraud not. It says, honor thy father. So, there are instructions in scripture. Defraud not. Cheat not. Don't cheat. So, back to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Verse 5. So, he says, defraud not. And he says, do you see that you may give yourselves. You see the phrase, give yourself. Give yourself in verse 5 relates with responsibility. That is to discharge yourself from a responsibility. So you may give yourself. It means that you are taking yourself out of one into another. That prayer and fasting is a spiritual responsibility. So you are excusing yourself from this physical responsibility which is part of marriage into a spiritual responsibility. Are you following here? Very, very, very important. Thus, in marriage, both parties have a sexual responsibility. That's why he's saying that that first part is important, but by consent, you can both move from that first responsibility into another responsibility. Which is equally scriptural. It's not all about sex. Find time to pray and fast too. It's not also about fasting and prayer because you are in marriage. Find time to have good time. Am I still preaching here? Yeah. Both work together. <laughs> you are neighbors in marriage, but your husband and wife first. You are neighbors, yes. And my neighbor, 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 neighbor. Your husband is your only neighbor. Yes, it's true. He's your neighbor, but he's your husband. Your wife is your neighbor, but she's your wife. First in marriage, because you are in marriage. So the responsibilities must be satisfied. All, all. We call it fulfilling all righteousness. Don't be an expert in one and not in the other. All righteousness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So that in marriage you don't lose your spirituality. Also, you don't become overly spiritual because you know you are in marriage. Are you, are you following? Both must work together. Both must work together and wisdom should apply to this. So, <laughs> he thought, look at it, read it very carefully, where he says that, he says that, and come together again. So, he thought that by mutual consent, he says, consent to it, the two of you should agree. So, if you're having special moments as a family, you want to do some prayer, you want to do some fasting, it means that, it means that if prayer and fasting will have calendar, then sexual activity should also have calendar. It saves a lot. It, it settles a lot of problems. So it helps you to also prepare. You know there is a calendar. It can be adjusted, but there is a certain format to it. We are making it orderly. 
orderly so that we don't allow the enemy to bring any confusion unnecessarily into our family, into our marriage. So at least first, first point, get a timetable once every three months. Okay. Once every two weeks. Okay. Once every week. Okay. Twice every week. Okay. You can increase it three times every day. Every day. It's like black tonic. One in the morning, one in the afternoon. One in the end, and stop working. And stop working. And eat stone. <laughs> Praise God. By consent. By consent. So, what it means is that scripture will, it will give you space to deal with it by yourselves. Did you see scripture saying that five times a day? No. Bible has no time like that. <laughs> but it's between the husband and the wife. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Though. Let's obey God and be, and, be, and be fine. Praise God. Yeah. So he says that by mutual consent, both discharge each other. The responsibility for the purpose of service and devotion to God service and devotion to God. So if there are special moments, for example, we are going to have um, one week fast and prayer. In that one week fast and prayer, you do, do, do you have any, any reason to go in? Uh, uh, that's why we are doing fast. So in between the fast, no, you are not allowed. Even when children of Israel, they are going to war, sometimes they separate themselves from their wives. It's very, very important. You cannot be coming for, you, you have only goes. I work at believers convention and we have a, a week fast and you want to find space in between the fast and be canal so that one will add it to the edit that husbands and wives you stay is by apostolic decree you don't have you, if, if they report you to me <laughs> for the purpose of service and devotion yeah because we all have to get somewhere. So that one, blacklist. So if you are doing your calendar and you get the day, it's for pastor. <laughs> I still in the house. So we observe instances in scripture where men will not go to their wives if, because of other duties. Because of other duties. Look, when things are not going well sometimes in the marriage, you have to just separate from that those activities. As, Can we come together and do some prayer and fasting? It is of our spiritual warfare. It's not all about that. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm saying that you cannot equally ignore that because it is important in marriage. Look at some, some scripture. Look at Exodus chapter 19 verse 15 where they had to just separate themselves. Separate themselves because of the task that is ahead. Exodus 19. Exodus 19. Are you there? Look at verse 15. Hmm. Look at verse 14. And Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people and they washed their clothes. It means purified, cleansed, sanctified. Verse 6, uh, 15. And he said unto the people, be ready against the third day. Come not at your wives. Don't go to your wives. Because of what is at hand, because of the responsibility that is at hand, service and devotion, don't go there. First Samuel 21 5. First Samuel. First Samuel. 
First Samuel 21. Glory to Jesus. Are you there? 21.5. Yes. David answered the priest and said unto him, Of a truth women have been kept from us about these three days since I came out. And the vessels of the young men are holy. And the vessels of the young men are holy. Holy there is they are sacred, separated for an assignment. It's not to say that when you engage in sex, you become filthy. No. Holy there means hug. They are separated. The bodies are separated for an assignment. Hallelujah. Yeah. They become holy. Holy. Hagios. Holy. Um... And the bread is in a manner common, yea, though it were sanctified this day in the vessel. So God would want to use us, but because we are veiling ourselves. So it means that in marriage, it is also allowed that we separate ourselves for such assignments where we don't engage in sexual intimacy. Praise God. So the only difference in this with Paul's teaching is that now there must be mutual consent. So in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, it was decree. It was like this. Don't go. Do this. No. But in the New Testament, it says that the husband and wife will have to consent now. They will have to agree now. That's the beauty in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, in fact, today, today they say that people can be stricken and stars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those... those uh, you remember um, and Judah went into a, uh, uh, he went into a harlot and uh, you know because he didn't have to, he didn't want to have seed with a harlot when he was about to come he pulled out that withdrawal in the New Testament would have, would be acceptable in the Old Testament he, is it the first son rather is it Pharaoh or so he was killed yeah so withdrawal in in Old Testament. If the intention is evil, you will be struck down. Hmm. Yeah. So today, by consent, by consent is allowed. That's the beauty of the New Testament. Hmm. Are you still here? Yeah. So, by consent, so that the other partner is not cheated. You have to agree so that they don't use the that command so that you will not be you will not be accused of cheating. You will not be accused of cheating. Let us consent. So Paul deals with pleasure. Look at all that we've dealt with from last week. He deals with pleasure. He deals with rights. He deals with privileges in marriage and also instruct that we do not cheat. Are we clear? Or are we clear? So it's very important that we appreciate these uh, instructions. So intimacy is done with. So couples are instructed that we go and get busy for Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, you didn't hear that part. As I will go and get busy. As I will go and get busy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because that is what binds us. That's what binds us. In marriage, that intimacy is what binds us. So we should not joke with it. We should not toy with it. It's something that God has placed to the extent that as old as you are, once you can still enjoy those intimate moments, continue to enjoy it. 
Hallelujah. I've given you an example of Abraham and Abraham and Sarah. Even at that age, they were still able to connect. Why? Because there was a purpose to it. So please let us understand what the scriptures are teaching. So we do not disobey scripture. Praise God. Now, you remember that when we were dealing with intimacy just, re- just a few moments ago, we said that there's another purpose to that sexual engagement. That is for the purpose of procreation. Now, if it is about procreation, then it means that God wants to now use us as agents to fill the earth. It's a pattern to us that God will fill the earth with a new creation. So it is it's just natural for us to understand that anytime we are having children or bringing children out or those who intend to get married and they are looking forward to having children, don't think that the children are yours. One of the first things that every couple having children should understand is that the children should be God's. <laughs> they should ultimately be. It's through the activity of a husband and a wife that the children came. But don't forget, God wants to use you as an agent to fill the earth. So, when you bring them into the world, you don't leave them for the enemy to raise for you. You don't leave them for the society to raise for you. You raise them according to godly principles and command. That's it. And I'm sure till tomorrow, that is the bane of almost every parent. How to raise your children to become God's children. Praise God. So when we as couples choose or when couples choose to bring children into the world, we have a responsibility to bring them up, train them up in the Lord. Proverbs 22, 6. It's a very common scripture, but this morning we want to get some deeper understanding to that. Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22. 6. Can we all read it together? Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So, there is a certain process of making sure that the child you have given birth to does not depart from something. There's a process. Now, the phrase, he should go, is originally employed for the mouth by the same writer. So, the way he should go will be the mouth. The way he should go implies the mouth. He should go. The way he should go will be via the instrument of the mouth. Now, the writer of Proverbs is Solomon, the son of David, right? Now, let's see how he, he puts, he uses the phrase he should go in the same book. Proverbs 2.6. Let's start from 2.6. Proverbs 2.6. Proverbs 2, 6. Hmm. Proverbs 2, 6. His left hand is under my head. What am I reading? Sorry. Proverbs. Yes. Okay. Proverbs 2, 6. For the Lord giveth wisdom 
out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. So the way he should go will be via the mouth. Proverbs 4, 5. Proverbs 4, 5. Get wisdom and get understanding. Forget it not. Neither incline from the words of my mouth. So the way it should go will be via the mouth. It's not via rod. Unfortunately. <laughs> Rather fortunately. <laughs> it's not right. It, it's, it's not true. Uh, it's not true. Watch mm -mm. your mouth. What you want to see, you establish it. Hmm. Proverbs 5 7. Proverbs 5 7. <clears throat> Hear me now, therefore, all ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. So, what you say is important. The way he should go will be by the instrumentation of your mouth. So if you want your child to end well, speak well. Speak well. Speak well. When, look, one of the things we tell parents, of course, they tell all of us, is that when you are angry as a parent, keep quiet. Don't open your mouth when we're talking blah, blah. Shut up. Be careful because in your wrath, if you're not careful, the kind of things you say will happen. Then you'll turn back and be asking yourself, how did it happen? Via your mouth. Hmm. Hmm? Think it. But be careful what you establish with your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Children are those who can hurt. Our children can hurt you. Especially when you're doing, putting in all the investments and you expect them to be a certain way and they are, they are shocktalizing you. You know, shocktalize. <laughs> they are looking like your opposite. <laughs> Where are you coming from? Are, are you sure you are coming from me? Are, are, are you sure? Are, then the, the mother, are you sure you are coming from my loins? Eh, they are like that. So if you are not too careful, out of your own mouth, you establish destruction for them. And when they come to me, they, remember we had a case a few years ago. You know, <laughs> something happened. And then there was this mother around who was talking plenty. Who was talking plenty. I was not expecting this. I was not going to say, that should come to an end. And something happened. And what they were expecting never came through. So, what has happened? What? It was out of your own mouth. You didn't like it. And I think they never happened. So, why are you blaming now? Shut up. Enjoy it. While stocks last. I was surprised that when the thing didn't happen ultimately, the same mother was worried. Ah, why are you worried? You say you didn't like it. <laughs> I don't give the full story to even know. For you to catch it. <laughs> Be careful what you desire. 
Be careful what you establish finally with your mouth. What do you want? What do you want to see in your children? Are you following? What do you want? For those of us who want to get into marriage, be careful what, because ultimately I'm sure you want to have children. <laughs> Proverbs 7.24 The way he should go will be via the mouth. Proverbs 7.24 Hearken unto me now therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. So, who should, who should your children listen to first? You! So, push them to listen to you first. Except if it comes to English. When <laughs> Recently, I was saying something and my little boy was telling me this one is not, this is not how to say it. As a runner, he was like correcting me. After I've paid your fees, you are correcting me? Three year old. He said, no, no, it's not like this. Ah! So you're telling me, Ron, I'm an old man. Right now, you see me as an old man. Yeah, for English. That one, I'll accept it. My teacher says it's not like this. Hey, that one, you've paid money for. Apart from that. <laughs> I've only allowed you to stay with your teacher for those number of hours. I'm still in charge. That's why I'm paying fees. Are you catching it? So who should your children listen? They should listen to you first. Yeah. should listen to you first. I remember my children were... We're not taking fruit. You bring all this and then I say, mother, go and hide and take your fruit. If you if your mommy gives you fruit, you take the fruit. Yeah, you don't listen to your friends. Maybe they, they, they don't have anybody to give them fruit. <laughs> Who should they listen to? They should listen to you first. As your children are growing and they're having all kinds of influences around them, you tell them you listen to me first. So what it means is that almost every time parents should upgrade their knowledge. On current happenings. You cannot stay in 1945 and tell me you are going to raise a Gen Z child in 21st century. One, one code, one code will sell your house whilst you are in it. <laughs> By the time you finish the decoding, you are in heaven. You have expired. By the, by the time you decode the code, it's just a code. <laughs> you are not here. Are you catching it? So, you have to constantly update yourself. What is happening? Be fishy. What's happening around? Try to understand our language. That's the only way you can help us. If you don't understand our language and we are saying, <laughs> all the things you are saying, you, you, you only understand it as this. And yet we are saying so many things in one language, in one sentence. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hey, we will sell you and sell everything about you. So, we see from the text, all the text we've seen so far, applied for the mouth. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from the mouth of the Lord. So you're going to raise them in the way of the Lord. The way they should go will be the way of the Lord via what is coming through your mouth. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Everything they need must come from you must proceed from you first. And that's the caveat. That, that's, the pre, that's the principle. If they're going to know anything, they should know it from you first. Yeah. 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 They should know it from you first. Don't let society, don't let society raise your children for you. They should know it from you first. That's what it is. Let them stick to that one. Any other will be an addition. 
If it is good. If it is not, we throw that one away. Praise God. For instruction, for correction, for admonition, for bringing up, for nurturing a child into maturity, it must come from you. That is why you brought them. Even when you go and adopt, <laughs> that is why it's good if you want to adopt, you adopt young people that you can raise by yourself. In fact, it's even good you go adopt a baby, it's better. Are you catching it? When you go adopt a 15 year old, a 20 year old, <laughs> the child, if you are not careful, the child will overturn your family, take you out, and be established. <laughs> are you following? So, even if you are going to adopt, adopt ones that you can raise. Because they are goats. You cannot raise. <laughs> In the case of your children, there is none that is a goat. Because they are of your, of you. Like begat like. So, if you call your child a goat, then you are a goat, yes. <laughs> Unfortunate. So, don't ever call any of your produce a goat. Because like begat they are, your, they are your offspring. They are coming from you. So whether the devil likes it or not, they will become what God wants them to, to be. You did not give birth to that. You did not give birth to give to the devil. Number two, you did not give birth to the devil. You are not the devil to give birth to the devil. Praise God. So there is a certain warfare that happens because everything that the child must know must come from you. Do you know that you are the God in the child's life? So the child get to know your God. You are the God. They will, yes. That's why you battle. That's why you, you supplicate. That's why you do everything to make sure the child knows your God. Knows your God. Then you are safe. Until your child knows your God, you are in trouble. You are not safe. Let them know your God. I tell parents all the time, don't let your children go find a God you don't know. Let them know your God. The one you are serving. I said the one you are serving. If you are in CFM, the one you are serving here, let them know that one. You are safe. You are safe. Do you know this tree somewhere? He says, he says, so there's a God you know. He said, let God be with you. Which God? The Lord be with you. Which God? Which God? Is it the one you know? Is it the one your child knows? Is it the one you know your child knows you know? Otherwise, there are some prayers that will not work. When, when, Abraham was departing his son Isaac to go marry Rebecca. The God, my God, be with you. What God are you sending your child with? The one you know, that he knows, that you both know, is the one who will be with him. You're not raising, you're not raising children for the enemy. You're not raising children for hell. The devil is a liar. I mean, some of these things should make us bring back our family, our children especially. Because those are the ones from us. Your brothers, your sisters, those are, you didn't give birth to them. But the ones that are coming from you, you have authority over them. I'm telling you. You have. 
Oh, you have. If you don't know, go and check a witch. How a witch takes you. <laughs> how a witch is in charge of the children. Go and check it. A believer will become better. A believer will do better. Hmm. You are in charge. So, from the very introduction of the writer of the book of Proverbs, this book of Proverbs, the writer who is a king, you know, Solomon was also a king. He was also a prophet of Israel and a teacher, no, a teacher of the laws, commandments, statutes of God as was handed over to him by Moses. So, the songs of Solomon, no, uh, the songs, the psalms that we read, their pretext is the law of Moses. The prophets, their pretext is the law of Moses. So whatever you saw them say was embedded, was an outflow of the law of Moses. So the instructions of Solomon in Proverbs have their pretext from the law of Moses. So that when we are reading them today, we must use the light of Christ to decode it proper. Are you following? Yeah. But they are useful. They are useful. Look at chapter 1 verse 1 of Proverbs. It says, the Proverbs of, the, of, of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtlety to the simple to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase, will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Verse 6. To understand a proverb and the interpretation. The words of the wise and their dark sayings. You see dark sayings, mysteries. Because they are offshoots of the law. Verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So, training up in the way he should go in Proverbs 22 6 is to train up the child in the way of the mouth. It's not very clear. In the way of the mouth. So when he grows, he will not depart from it. The words of your mouth. Also, I think that will stay with the child. The words of your mouth. The words of your mouth. It's not the description of situation. It's the words of your mouth. Because you are also a prophet. I've told you you are a God. You're also a prophet. You're also a king. You're also a queen. So don't forget your place. In the child's life. It's, it's the supreme authority a child can ever have. So your words carry weight. Not what somebody is saying. It's what you establish. The people have spoiled my child. It's what you added to it. It's what you agreed to. Nobody's word can spoil your child. Say they, are, they are bad mouthing my child. It's what you agree or what you disagree. Yeah. Are you here? So be careful what you are either adding to what community people are saying. In fact, your child can be the worst in the community except to what you agree to. So, is Oh, okay. Oh, is that so? Oh, is that so? I will investigate. Matter close. 
Is that so? Eh? Is that what is happening? Oh God. Eh? You established it. You've established it. <laughs> Just simply say, I'll investigate it. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. This is not me. This is not my child. Can you say that for a minute? Yes. This is not my child. Because what you are raising is not that one. <laughs> and as much as you can raise it, it can turn something. But you don't establish it with your mouth. This is not my child. I'll deal with it. This is not my child. This is not what I'm raising. I am not like that. I will not raise anything. In fact, a chicken cannot raise a hawk. You have to raise a chicken. So it is okay when you say this is not my child. You are not. You are. You, you are not. You are not. You are not. You are not beyond reality. You are, it's not, eh, and you are not facing it. And you are not facing the fact. And your child is spoiling. Whose child is spoiling? Whose child is spoiling here? He's spoiling. He's spoiling. You are in charge. Don't let society drive you. It's one of the worst things you can ever do. Society should tell you, hey, this, and they establish for you to also agree and establish by your own mouth. The devil is a liar. What it means is that you are self-imposing on yourself what you don't like. And yet you are agreeing. Are you here this morning? So he will not depart from it will be what you say, not what society is saying. Reading from the book of Moses, Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy 8.3 Let's run quick, quick, quick. My time is almost up. Deuteronomy 8.3 Don't allow them. Be in charge. That is why babies cannot give birth to babies. Hmm? (laughs) You have to be mature. It is not boys who go into marriage. It is not girls who go into marriage. For this cause shall a man. So if you are not a man, don't go worry yourself. Oh, you're not catching it. You're not catching it. Babies cannot give birth. Who will take care of who? <laughs> Is it the new baby who will take off the big baby? <laughs> so it's not, it's not like time is up or time is up or hurry up or hurry who? Who hurry? For all you know, you're still a girl. You're mm. still a big boy. Grow to become a man. Then now take responsibility because when we tell you take responsibility, it will not be difficult for you to understand it. Babies don't give birth to babies. It's in prewanyins and it's not good because you're a big baby, so you have to grow into become. Yeah, they cannot take care of people. Otherwise, you use your children as guinea pigs. You use them as tra- training tools. <laughs> you break their neck before they grow. <laughs> Only to find out that your second child and your third child, ah, it means that the first child, you just use the child as a demonstration material. <laughs> baby giving birth to baby. Let's go back to scripture. Romans 8, um, Deuteronomy 8 verse 3. <laughs> oh my God. Help us Jesus. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God doth man live. So when Jesus was responding to Satan in 
Matthew 4. He was quoting Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. You remember? And he says, I turn these loaves into bread. He says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He was quoting Deuteronomy 8. So it is the word. It's not what is happening around. It's not the manner. It's the word. That you may know that man will not live by bread alone. Because when it comes to God, he's the all-sufficient God. He doesn't need man to be complete. He's complete by himself. That you may know that you have your faith will be built on not what is happening around, but on the sure word of God. That's what he was communicating to the children of Israel. And yet, all they knew were the ways of God. Did all they knew were the acts of God? They didn't know the ways of God. But Moses knew both the acts of God and the way of the Lord. Are you following? Yeah, yeah. So. Pay attention, you are rounding up. So training, the training is a spiritual training. Yeah, we are not training Gen Z's. Of course, if you are part of English service, you should understand this. Then it means if you don't understand Gen Z, then English service is not your service. <laughs> we are not training new age children. New age. How do we, we, there's another thing for it. iPad children. <laughs> Recently, I was speaking with an older folk in the church who used to tell me that the reason why she doesn't come to church is that she doesn't understand our English. Just our English. Then we're just having a conversation. I said, I said, uh, I used one of these phrases. He said, um, like seriously, then she responded like that. I said, this woman, you understand English. You understand English. <laughs> From that day, I said, I'll not listen to you again. If I can say that, like, seriously, you gave me that, like, the way she responded, I was shocked. I, in fact, I, I was shocked. I said, what? If you can say this, you understand English. You see how people can just, can just lie to themselves. You don't want to come to church. It's just your laziness. It's not the English. It's not the English. If you can respond like that, Pastor Bansa will not say like that. I'm not sure he even understands. <laughs> like that. I say, yeah. Bo, 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 bo. <laughs> this one has cleared me. Hmm. So my little boy who said, Sharon is carrying. He broke my defenses. Oh my God. I've never heard it in my entire life. As I've been to school small, as I've not heard it, sharing is caring. Hey, what? And this is the case. He didn't share his. He didn't share his. So when I was taking I said, sharing is caring. He broke me. I gave all to him. I, I was even looking for more to go because I've never heard before. Hey! And this is why I said, I should not teach him Bible. He's old enough to hear. <laughs> you are not here this morning. <laughs> it's a spiritual training. It's a spiritual training. If it is about spirit, then it means it's warfare. Huh. By force. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, there's a certain, there's a certain instilling. There's a certain conscious attempt to want to do. You don't leave anything to chance. It's a certain intentional approach. If you say no is no, so you amend it. If you say this cannot be, you don't change it till you decide to amend it. You can squirm, you can squeeze, you can frown. It is no. Because the moment I begin to accommodate, it means I want to change. 
Law is law. It's a certain conscious effort to make sure the right thing is done because it's the word. What will stay with the child is the word. So when you die and they are writing tributes, it's not, that's not the time to celebrate. Let them carry the word along with them. You know that. You only wait for them to pass on and we go stand and <laughs> Oh, daddy, you're so good. So daddy. <laughs> Come here, I don't like tributes like that. I want you to tell me in my lifetime. Because <laughs> I know I'm good. I want to hear it in my lifetime. I want to see it in your life. I want to see it replicate in your life. I want you to believe the word I'm telling you. It's the word of the Lord. Live it. You see the fruits thereof. Praise God. It will be so evident that you know you will not you will not you will not think twice when I'm telling you something. You know it's the word of God. It's the voice of God. Recently, I was communicating with one of my girls, and, and, and she was not getting it. Later on, she came to thank me. I said, Pastor, thank you. Yeah. Why? Because somebody wanted to judge the fraud and mess it up. I said, no, have you checked this? Have you checked this? Have you checked this? I said, when it came back to me, if not the same day or the day after, I said, Pastor, yes, thank you. I said, this one, it should tell you that whatever I, it's not about, one of the things children should not do or we should not do is that it's not just about one thing. It's about everything. It's just like in church. Don't tell me, Pastor, ask for this one. Hey, it blessed me. Everything I tell you should bless you. You are not here. Are you kidding? So don't tell, send me message. Ask, Pastor, ask for this one. There's nothing like that. What I'm teaching you should bless you. The day when I say you should bring money to, should bless you. The day when I say you should fast and pray, it should bless you. The day when I say you and your wife should have sex, it should bless you. Oh, you are not here. Everything should bless you. Because it's the word. We call it the whole counsel of God. It's a complete counsel. And so, so it should tell you that whatever I tell you is true. What it means is that parents must know the way of the Lord to lead their children in the way of the Lord. Otherwise, you lead them, you mislead them. You must hear the voice of God to help them hear the voice of God. You must know the things of the spirit to help them know the things of the spirit. So our place is a place of responsibility. Whatever they will know, we must first know. Oh, 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 oh my time is up. I'll continue this next week. It's important though. An ignorant parent is a dangerous parent to every child or to any child. We must know what, what, Way of the Lord is the word of God. It's the law of God. So what am I supposed to know to raise my child? The word of the Lord. The laws and statutes of God. So that I can raise them in the way of the Lord. I am not raising a beauty queen. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I, am, I, am, not raising, I am not raising Alexander the Great. By the time you finish raising that Alexander, he will Alexandra you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll visit trouble. You'll be shocked. We'll minister healing via your ears. <laughs> no! You're not, you're, not, you're not raising a Hercules. Hercules. Do you know Hercules? <laughs> Stop. 
raising children. Share. Strong man. If your child is a strong man, what are you? <laughs> you are the strong subordinate. You are not raising a strong man. You are still in charge. Consciously, intentionally, you are in charge. Are you here this morning? Let me close. Let me close. Are you following? Do you have some parents here? <laughs> I said, but pastor, what, what if they are grown? Why? So when your children grow, they stop to become your children. Hmm? Even you, you are somebody's child. Nobody came here by him or herself. You are somebody something. So whether your children are grown or not, they are still your child. When they are writing the tributes, will they say this one is coming from me? Or they are coming from your child? Once you still have that responsibility, you carry it out. So what do we do? Go back and learn. Let's learn. <laughs> because spiritual training is to bring up the, the child in the way of God's law, commands, statutes, which include instruction, correction, and admonition. Please don't forget, admonition is all part of it. You are better than this. This is what it ought to be. It's, it's admonition. No, this is how it should. And, and, and as well as you are wrong. You are wrong. Why are you like this? Why are you like this? No, that's not admonition. Uh, uh, I know you make mistakes. I know, pair. You bring, give, give me that. Give, 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 give me my thing. What are you telling? What are you communicating? Admonition is to tell the child that the child is better than this. The child has capacity to do better. So you are bringing, you are on, you are, you are trying to pull out the better part of the child. You are not only pushing the weaknesses of the child. In that case, you are not helping the child. You are not admonishing. Bring out the best of your child. Because your child is not as bad as you think. That's the stark truth. Every child that you think is so naughty. As... Go to some other people. They wish they had yours. <laughs> you, you've not been told before. Is, eh? is this why you are worried like this? Do you know what's happening around me? What it means is that will be in <laughs> So, it's not as bad and as worse as you think it is. What it means is that you just have to work it like others are also working it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure my children are that bad. I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm not sure your children are also. I'm not sure I'm that bad <laughs> as a child. Uh, in my case, my parents are gone, so that's why they can't give any testimony. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Obinyawaye. So you manage what you have. You grow what you have. You nurture what you have. You give leadership to what you have. Your children should learn your leadership. They should learn from your leadership. To the extent that they want to be like you. is the mark. In fact, that's the hallmark of every, of every good parent. They want to be like you. Your children should desire to be like you. Except for some who are very naughty. Out of spite and reproach will say, as for you, I never will want to. I don't want to. No, no, no. It's spite. They want to spite you. Do you understand? There are, there are some children. Are, I, I heard a story recently. A daughter was telling the father, you, as for you, how I wish you were not, you were not my father. You, you. I heard that I said, the devil must be a liar. If I should hear you repeat this thing again, what I'll do to you? You'll be shocked. In the church. I don't, I don't, I, how I wait, how, how I wait. <laughs> and, the, and yet the father was struggling to take her away. 
a lady. This one is a lady. It's a girl. As a lady cannot tell your father how... Hey, it's not easy. You. I, I don't know how I can take that. And the father just took it. To the extent I can even communicate that to me. Break my body. It happens. Just want to spite you. I'm sure today she just revised the notes. Because it was through her father that many things came to her. That same foolish father. But that's the that, that's, that's, that's parenting. That's, that's what it is. So we'll continue to battle. We'll continue to warfare. Praise God. Proverbs 3. I'm ending on this one. Are you learning something this morning? Proverbs 3. Don't leave anything to chance, your parents. Don't leave anything to chance. What you want to happen is what will happen. If you don't want it, you don't want it. Hmm. 11. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be wary of his correction. That's what it is. So what happens is that you stroke with the left, you bring back with the right. As you're, as you're correcting with the left, you bring back with the right. The reason for the correction is that something is going wrong. The reason for my harsh words is that something is going wrong. But we can become better. So you are stroking with the left. You are correcting. You are instructing with the left. And then you are bringing back with the right. Don't, leave, don't correct your children for them to find solace in somebody's hands. So I don't mind. I, I got mad a few years ago. When we were correcting one lady on our page. And then some way, somehow, somebody just got up and said, ah, but this is nothing. I almost got crazy. But today, thanks be to God, I've restored that little girl. She's not a big girl. Yeah. We are not joking, no. She cannot find solace in your hands because you have nothing to give her. People outside have nothing to give your children. If you correct with one hand, use the other hand to bring your child back. Hallelujah. It is me in my place to correct my child. It's in my place to instruct my child the way I want to do it. I, you're, you're not, I don't have time this morning. But, but that's what it is. So what you do intelligently is that use one hand. Are you getting the metaphor? Use one hand to instruct correct. Hard. And use the other hand. That's why God has given you two hands. So that your child does not leave you to find solace in a foolish person. Who will not correct, but only be, hey, 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 but this is nothing. This, this is nothing by your standard. I'm not raising my child by your standard. That is why it is men and women who give birth to children. Are you here? There's not babies, boys and girls. It's nothing. It's nothing. The very things you begin to accommodate will become the mountain of you tomorrow. So my child, my child, my child, my dear one, my sweetheart, Hmm. whichever way you want to communicate it for the child to hear. <laughs> your child is not your friend. Your child is not your friend. You've not made a friend out of your wife or your husband. You're calling your child your friend. <laughs> your child is your child. Your child is your child. Do you know the Gen Z children, how they can, they can, they can treat you one of the things, when you start meeting out in, um, in corrections and stuff, one of the things they will tell you quickly, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a living, uh, living testimony. Uh, first thing, I, I, I don't want to, I am not your friend. I say, I, you don't have to be my friend. You are still my son. You are still my daughter. <laughs> I'll not be your friend. No, I'll let it stay in your head. 
Think I'm raising a friend. <laughs> the Gen Z people have their own tricks. I don't want to be your friend. The most wicked mother I've ever seen. You will be better tomorrow. You will come and write my tribute. You will be better tomorrow. You are the worst father I've ever seen. You, you can live here. Keep quiet. You will be better. When you are better, make sure in my lifetime, you are better. Yeah. You have some crazy parents here. Crazy. You have to be crazy. Oh. Yes. Otherwise, society will take charge over your child. And you'll be sorry you did. I think I'm closing. <laughs> Verse 12. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. Even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. Don't say, I like this one and I'm not punished. Don't say, I'm, I like this one. Over. One of the worst things we can ever do as parents is what favorites. I'm closing on that. Favorites. Please take notice of these things because it's happening. If there's anything called correct, go and correct. Love your children the same way. I do not know who will take care of you tomorrow. Do you have to know to, be fa- to have favorites? Do you have to know to have favorites? Are you the Alpha and Omega? So what do you do? Meet out the same. Um, uh, care. care. Level of love. To all. It is not in your place to have favorites. You are better off not having favorites as a parent. You are better off. Oh. You are better off. Otherwise, the way the world will deal with you. The world. <laughs> the systems of men will deal with you. You will be embarrassed. What you never expected is what will happen. The devil has a nice way of putting it to you. So don't have favorites. The ones you love, you should punish even more. Because <laughs> you want to bring out the best out of them. The best way is that love all the same way. Give out your love. Express your love to all. Because they are all coming from the same system. Don't let the, the situation or condition around one prevent you from extending your love to that person. In fact, if you want to even follow Christ, if there are five and four are okay and one is not, consider the four as a 99. And go and and use all your energy to bring one to add to. Parents, let's get this. The people we should have more attention to or pay attention to are the bad ones. It is not because you want to leave the rest but it's because you want to salvage that one to be part of the rest. I, mean, I don't know what to do with him again. I don't want to do with her again. She has become, she has become my, weak, my weak point. But what do you do with your weak point? You turn it to become a strength. What do you do with weakness? You work it to become your strength. Because if you are not too careful, that same child that you are establishing with your mother as your weak point is the one who will kill you. It's the one who will dissipate your resources. It's the one who will destroy you. So your attention must rather go to those ones because when they become better, you'll be shocked. They'll be better than the rest. Let's use the wisdom of God in dealing with all of these things. And we pray that the Lord will strengthen our families again. The bones will be established again. The families will work again. Because that's his desire. What he wants, when we come next week, we'll see serving the Lord. What he wants is that father, mother, children serving the Lord together. Together in the beauty of his own. We'll look at scriptures concerning that. So I pray and as we pray together, as we stand on our feet, we are praying that whatever has wrong, gone wrong, 
by our ignorance whatever has gone wrong by the things that we never knew whatever has gone wrong by the things we didn't establish today we are breaking them apart and we are establishing the wisdom of God in our families we are establishing the wisdom of God in our families we are establishing the wisdom of God in our marriage we are establishing the knowledge of Christ in our marriage we want to drive it by the knowledge of Christ we want to drive it as God has become our example today Christ has become an example we are looking unto him and that we are looking and learning from him